Hey, everybody, welcome to um, this is episode 18 of Ask a Pro. Uh, this is also going to be used in the ADU University so we can kind of share some insight with people on as with their ADU projects so that they kind of learn and get some insight from people who are in the industry. Today is a little bit different. Um, I'm very happy to have Tiffany Garcia joining me um, on the panel. And we are going to, she has actually, you are what, 90% done with your ADU? Probably 80%. I feel like what happens after this point is going to be super fast. It's flooring, it's oh, yeah. painting, yeah. it's cabinets. I feel like it goes really quick after this because nothing has to really dry or cure. So, And yeah. you have it all picked out. Well, we're yeah. going to we're going to be spending the next hour kind of going over um, just the entire process that, that she's gone through to get to this point. She is in San Jose. She was able to use the San Jose pre-approved or pre-reviewed ADU program. And she also was able to pick out a wonderful design and that was submitted to the city of San Jose by a, looks like a very brilliant architect. It just looks like a great floor plan. And then also the, she hired a contractor. The contractor did the whole thing and is doing the whole thing. You guys are not jumping in and hiring subs on your own. So the contractor was able to do that. And you also were a recipient of the Cal HFA $40,000 grant. Correct. This is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so welcome everybody if you're watching live right now and we have a few people here so if you do have any sort if anybody has a question please put that in the Q&A or the chat I'll be able to find it fairly easily and we'll try to get to it if it's not right away we'll definitely take some time to get to it at the end if you are listening to this on a podcast or watching it on YouTube if you have any sort of questions please put them in the comments section and I'll try to get back to you as soon as possible and with that Welcome, Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you. Hi from San Jose. Well, uh, from Burbank, we say hello. And if some of you may notice that the background uh, behind me is a little bit different. I am in uh, our bedroom because my office is having some work done on it. And so my desk is covered with plastic. So it's a little bit different. But let's get started, Tiffany. Tell me, yeah. let's start. How, what made you do this? What was it for? What was the motivation? So um, we are new to the world of ADUs and it was, it was rather unexpected. Um, in July, we had a, a significant life event without getting into detail. Um, my mom uh, needed to, to relocate pretty quickly. Her husband died pretty tragically um, and suddenly, unexpectedly, and she's 73 years old. Um, she, he would help take care of her. She doesn't need a caretaker, but clearly it wasn't ideal for her to live from this point forward and for the long term on her own. So she lived close by. We lived in an area um, of San Jose. It's Willow Glen, if you're familiar with the area. We have pretty deep lots. So I had already been following a couple of ADU pages and sites and read up on Reddit's just kind of for informational, just curious about the topic. But clearly in July, I used actually my bereavement time um, as to take a deep dive into the world of ADUs. And when was, so, what, what was that in 2022, 2021? 2022, just this last July. Okay. So, wow. um, yeah, so it was, it was pretty quick. So I took a deep, a deep dive pretty quickly. Um, I met with a consultant, Ryan, from the How To ADU group, um, just because he was my first resource. And I was like, how do we get started? Where do I get started? 
Okay. I don't work in this field. I don't work in the builds trade. I don't know trades at all. I, I need help and I need help pretty quickly. I mean, she could, my mom was staying with us. My mom was staying with my sister between the two of us, but we definitely were looking to expedite the whole process. So we said, if you were going to build an ADU anywhere, San Jose is the place to do it. Um, I've heard wonderful things about their program. And I reference that program when I talk to, when I've been talking to the city planners and city council in Burbank and anybody who will listen to me, I'm, I always kind of say, look at what San Jose is doing. Right, right. So, we said, so, so that was a relief to me just because we were trying to expedite the whole process. Hey, you're in the perfect place to do it. That was the best news that we had received really all month. Um, so he says, here's where you want to start. We kind of talked about a couple of different options as far as prefab, stick builds, um the the ones where that are they're not just pre-built walls but the ones that they you know literally lift over onto yes, the property. ones that are built in factories yeah manufactured right. ADUs, yeah. The, the manufactured ADUs yeah 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 so it's not really feasible for us and I I don't think we were going down that path because we have so many overhead power lines it's just we, we live in a very old neighborhood it's, it's one of the original neighborhoods in San Jose um so there's a lot of old school power lines old school septic tanks you know old sewer systems so um, that was going to be that was going to be a challenge. So we laid out our options, and that's when he said, "Hey, take a deep dive into the City of San Jose website. They have a bunch of pre-approved plans." Um, so I wasn't totally committed to that because we were we were pretty set on where we wanted to put it and the size of the build that we wanted to do. Um, not just for prox just for proximity in my backyard and I didn't want to take over the entire backyard it was for my mom I wanted it to be accessible for her so as long as I could find something that I liked that fit our needs I was I was willing I was open to it so um we did um during that consultation we did touch on the forty thousand dollar grant but in July it was only available um if you finance the entire thing and you had to roll over your right. first mortgage as well yes and oh. that was a huge problem with that yes. part of the grant and that there was that you could you had to go refinance you had to do a construction loan because the that were the, those were the only companies that were with cal cal HBA and had gotten approved right Right. So we had touched on it. He says, hey, this $40,000 available, but you probably don't want to touch your interest rate on your first mortgage, which we absolutely did not. So we, we kind of set that aside, but I, it was still in the back of my head. Right. So we and so I ended up taking a look at um, the plan. So on the city, the city of San Jose um, website for the pre-approved plans, it's pretty easy to find. If you just go to city of San Jose and then you type in ADU in the search bar, it'll give you um, not only the vendors, but it gives you a lot of the, the layouts as well. So you don't even right. have to- Because I have, this is the floor plan that you guys went with. Yes. And so that's actually what we saw on the city website saying, hey, this Got one's it. approved, that one's approved. And so immediately we kind of took to the size and the shape and just the exterior look because we we definitely wanted something that somewhat matched our house. Um, you know, this wasn't a conversion of any sort. So, um, and it was going to be, we knew it was going to be a stick build just based on the information that we had received. Right. Um, so that's when I had reached out to the architect. So it, it wasn't long before I reached out to the architect. So when you, when you went and you locked and you saw, you went to the website, uh, uh -huh. at San Jose, you typed uh -huh. in ADUs, you were able to look at a floor plan. Now, had you reached out or been in contact with anybody at the city at this point, or did you talk to the architect first? 
Nope, I reached directly out to the architect um, because these plans are pre-approved the way it is, the way it's drawn up. No modifications are allowed, which we didn't we didn't want any modifications. We were happy with it. Um, so and and the pre-approved plans um, that just expedites the approval process. It doesn't mean that you can't submit your own plans or your own design or your own build. It would just have to go through the traditional methods of building approval and the sure. wait time, et cetera, et cetera. So the pre-approved plans is this design is approved as is. You just have to submit your site survey where sure. your setbacks, your utility setbacks, connections, all, yeah. of, all of that. So. We reached out to um, to Jennifer um, about the build and just said, hey, what's the next step? So she says, well, here's the next steps. Here's how it works. However, I'm building this exact unit over in Campbell, which is just one. I mean, it's about it was four miles away. What, so like how so it's, wait, I'm just hearing that you had some really great um, situations in front of you. One, you were in San Jose. Yes. Two, you were able to talk to Ryan O'Connell and he was basically gave you some really good advice. So here are your options. Here's your direction. Where to get started. I'm new to this. What where, do I do? Where to I get think? started? Exactly. Where do I, what do I do? I want an ADU. How do I get it in my backyard? What, who do I call first? You know, I really, so, so Ryan laid it out. Yes. Then you were able to go to the, uh, the city's website and you contacted the architect and, and you were able to talk to them right away. I mean, it doesn't sound like you had to chase them down. No, she, I left a message. Um, I left a message. Did she call me same day or the next morning? And we scheduled a phone appointment for three o'clock that day. I think she had a couple of things to do. So I was on the phone. Uh, she briefly explained explained to me the process and kind of reaffirmed what Ryan had told me about submitting the approvals. Um, she's, she's very experienced in submitting plans to the city anyways, but particularly for this expedited process. Um, but more importantly, she said, hey, I'm building this exact unit um, in Campbell, one How city lucky. away. It's, it's one thing to see plans on paper when it's this big. It's another thing to be in the space and be like, oh, this feels right, or this feels too small, or this feels just right, you know, or maybe I would want something a little bit bigger. It is very hard to do. I mean, my wife and I are also lucky that... Um, with the company that we are representing up there in Fairfield. And we were able to fly up there and actually walk through a, like the exact same unit. Yeah. And, and we, they talked to the homeowner. Um, they rented out to traveling nurses. And so it happened to be unoccupied. And right. it was, it, it was, again, it's hard. It's almost impossible to do that though. So how right, lucky right. is that? Wait, you know, things just felt like they were falling into place and it just felt a little bit too good to be true. I mean, we really had gone through so many events in the month of July that, you know, we reached out we, we, and we've gone through builds before. We we added on to the primary house sure. in 2016. So I'm familiar with the lengthy delays and inspections and approval process and, you know, this and that. And I'm just, I, I felt so fortunate that so many things were falling into place right. so quickly when we really we really were looking for an expedited process anyway because we want my mom to have her own space you know right. so it was it was important so you talked to the architect and uh, you mentioned that they had experience submitting to the city of san jose and they were doing the build just the identical floor plan just down the way we were able to reach out and and see that and view it i think that that's fantastic so at this stage of the game then do you talk to the contractor that's building it or did you find somebody else 
Uh, well, we we just went to go see the unit and and to meet with the architect, and she was going to give us the specs on kind of how she designed it and what she, what her intentions were and how to maximize maximize the space inside. It's a great floor plan. Um, you've seen it there. Mm -hmm. It just so happened that the um, the general contractor who had done that unit who was building it agreed to meet us there on a Saturday morning as well. He says, "Hey, I'll show up." So he was there giving us the specs on this is how I did it, and you know this is how they made some modifications inside. Sure. They an island and this and that super super helpful really really charming guy um my mom really liked him uh he told us where you know if, if you're looking to save some money on cost i mean obviously those were custom cabinets that they had installed he says you don't have to do custom cabinets you don't have to do hardwood floors you know here's where you can cut some costs there's some modifications here's where we can tweak things you have your choice of finish on the outside you know and not only do the custom cabinets cost a lot more, but they take a lot more time. Yes. And as do windows. As yes. do windows, I see. <laughs> They're turning around. Yeah, no, it is, that's interesting. So I, I'm, I'm really enjoying how you're on walking us through this process. So you're there. It's a Saturday. You're the architect, the general contractor. And again, that's all very hard to get. I mean, contractors usually don't do that. You know, they're, yep. they're bouncing between jobs and, you know, one job, the next job, and then to their office to get things done. So right. uh, really great. So, right. and it was, and it was very kind of the homeowner too, to allow, uh, you know, right. to, uh, to go see it. And um, on the same note, we have now allowed people to come see our unit, you know, on behalf of the architects, um, because there's options to have um, just be a studio or you can make it a one bedroom. So it just allows for people to kind of get a feel for the space. So we've offered tours of our place too so oh that's great yeah that is really nice all right so you're you've so as you've gone there your saturday you've got and then what happened let's jump forward what was the next thing where you're like okay yes we immediately loved the space so we told the architect yes this is what we want Okay. Um, let's just start moving forward with whatever we have to do. Um, and I can't speak to exactly what she had to do. We had to get some water flow, something from sure. the water company, identifying where the hydrants were. She had to do a site inspection of our place. Luckily, we had had a site survey done in 2016. So we weren't delayed Good. with scheduling that. So, and she was actually in contact with the company. She says, I work with that company all the time. They'll probably just ask you for permission to get that old site survey. Obviously, nothing's changed since then um so she just used that so that expedited process i can't tell you all the ins and the outs on sure, the pretty sure. little package that she put together for the city of san jose <laughs> i don't know she works her wonders that's why we pay her you know yes um, and how long did that take what because i'm i really am interested on what it was like as you reached out to the city and started that dialogue that conversation so she didn't submit it to the city yet. Um, immediately after that Saturday visit, when we saw the space, um, we asked her to start moving forward. Yes, we want to hire her. We want you to do our plan. We do We do intend on submitting this to the city. So she started compiling all of the information that she had to, to put together in the package. The big delay came was getting the response back from the water company on the water flow. There was a backlog on how long that took. And that was pertinent to submitting the plans to the city. Gotcha. Or at least scheduling the the appointment um so we were so we were waiting to submit to the city and she was working on that making sure all the documents were put together got it um i at least got a ballpark figure from the general contractor on that saturday which we had not hired 
um, I just said, hey, how much does this cost to build? How much did this unit cost? You know, just give me a ballpark. You know, if we're talking financing, a HELOC, something, how much do I ask for? I just need to, you know, give me somewhere to start before I start approaching credit unions, you know? So he, he gave me a ballpark cost. So we, um, while our architect was putting together the package for the city, we reached out and started the process for the HELOC, at least with a ballpark figure on whatever line of credit we were gonna need. So that kind of happened simultaneously before we yeah. even got to the city. Okay, so you had that all in place. Yep. And you have your, you're ready to go. You've gotten your HELOC. You understand what you're going to need for that. And it's interesting that, you know, that is the number one source besides just having cash that people in the state of California are paying for their ADUs. Yes. I mean, it's, it's interesting that I think that there's such a need, but you have to refinance and get these really astronomical rates or, you know, you're really stuck. You might get a second or do a reno, you know, renovation loan, but it, it would be, it would be really great if it was easier to kind of get money out of your house or just borrow money for an ADU. But right. uh, that's another rabbit hole we don't need to talk about. So, right, right. so you're moving along, you got the, you know how much you're going to need to set aside or have in your, in your HELOC to be able to use, then what? Then the $40,000 grant became available to um, people in my situation who are financing. Um, I right. guess e either either cash payment or um, if you're going to finance your unit. So this kind of all happened simultaneously. Let me tell you, it turned into a full-time job monitoring my emails uh, with the architect, with the city, with general contractors, with builders, with the 40K grant. I don't know how I maintain my... <laughs> I mean, it, 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 was, it was a lot all at once just because right. everything fell into place um, all about the same two weeks, but it was mm -hmm. good. It was It was good. Um, so once we, we had everything put together with Jennifer, our architect, she, right. scheduled, she scheduled an appointment with the city. And when I say it's with the city, it's with a very specific ADU department that takes submissions for the pre-approvals, um, which she scheduled. It was like a zoom meeting, just like this. It was me, our architect, um, the, the ADU ally with the city of San Jose, who's in charge of that unit. I think there was somebody from San Jose Fire on there, a bunch of people who have to sign off the plans. And I don't know exactly who it was, but I feel like 10 people had their fingers on my plans once they had been submitted. And on the Zoom um, call that was coordinated through the city um, for the ADU coordinator, they yeah. actually had representatives of the agencies that were going to need to um, look at the plans. You've mentioned Fire was there. I can't remember. There was some that were actually present on the Zoom meeting, and okay. there are some who had already signed off. So if they had already signed off and just put their whatever they need to put on there, we're okay with this. This meets our criteria. Um, but there was there was a couple of people who just gave their little snippet. Oh, I wish Jennifer was here to answer. Um, uh, there was a couple I, of people. I, she is. She is, is she? Uh, in the audience. Oh, she could probably she could probably remind me about who was there in that meeting. <laughs> Let me see if I can grab her. And tell her if my timeline is off. <laughs> All right, Jennifer, if you are by a computer, you can log in. I'm also, if you're maybe on your, well, there. Hi, Jennifer, you are muted. You are still muted. Hey, David. Hi. Well, thank oh, you for hi. joining us. And and Tiffany and 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 on cue couldn't be any better. Yes, and she, she's my saving <laughs> grace who made this all happen. 
Oh, Tiffany, I can't tell you how much I'm enjoying listening to you talk uh, about your experience and situation. I know it was a really tough time for you, and I'm I'm yeah. happy I was able to make it at least a little easier with this process. Um, smooth, 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 smooth. <laughs> oh, so, well, so, may, so I don't know. I, I just talk about it as a pretty little package that you put together for the city of San Jose, but I, I know that's oversimplifying it. So... <laughs> I, I don't mind if you'd call it a pretty little package. But it, was yes, pretty it, includes... little pa it was a pretty little package to me that they were completely happy with. So it met my needs, but I'm sure it was a lot of work on your part. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And in fact, the way the program works in the city of San Jose is they actually expect the vendor, if they want to be involved in the program, to actually have to pay the plan review fee and, and have them go through a regular plan review process. Um, so, you know, there was an upfront cost to me to even get into the program, uh, and it actually took five months for them to review the wow. plans originally when I went into the program. Um, I was an early adopter, and I was the first architect uh, in the pre-approved program in the city of San Jose. My friend Adam Mayberry joined me about, I think, a week later, <laughs> so we were racing to get to the finish line. Um, but there's there was already um, uh, prefabs uh, as well as design build companies um, right. when I got in. And so to answer your question, um, you know, why you brought me on, um, the 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 San Jose is probably the most robust um, pre-approved program, best coordinated and well defined. I mean, I'm actually pre-approved with my plans in 16 jurisdictions in the Bay Area. And I'm actually working with someone in Southern California. So I may be also pre-approved in 10 jurisdictions down in the Southern California area pretty, you know, within the next few months. But the way the San Jose program works is um I've already told you about the part that I play before a client comes, um, but in that one hour meeting that they set up every department and by every department it's planning, it's fire, it's public works, uh, it's building department, um, right. and uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody, but um, it's it's every department and and like Tiffany said some of them signed it off in the background, didn't really participate in the meeting. Um, and what they're really looking for is the site plan, the site-specific site plan. The rest of the plans had already been pre-approved. Although I will say with Tiffany's uh, case, um, we did go with vaulted ceilings that my original pre-approval did not, as well as the one that she visited had this vaulted ceilings. When I did the vaulted ceilings on the previous project, they didn't give us any, they were fine with it. Um, with Tiffany's, uh, they wanted to sit in the background before our meeting to actually review what is the difference between the flat ceiling and the cathedral ceiling. And so I'm now in the process of making the cathedral ceiling a permanent decision uh, on, our, on this design. So the question I have is what precipitated, what was a, before this meeting, what had you done or what uh, had Tiffany done to be able to get this, because it sounds like the plans were already submitted because you'd already been out there, you'd placed the ADU uh, with all the setbacks, utility connections. So you had a complete plan set already submitted to the city? Correct. And it also included, so it included architectural, structural, and Title 24. So it was a full, complete 
for the building without a site. So okay. what they're primarily reviewing in the city of San Jose is the site plan, uh, which includes where the ADU is gonna be located on the lot, what are the utilities, so you this know, meeting was before that was submitted. Uh, the meeting the for the for the meeting is actually only the site plan. This is submitting oh. to the city. Got it. Okay, because because the building the 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 design the structural has already been done. So this meeting that you all had with all the agencies was with that home on her property. Mm -hmm. Correct. Drawn out. Okay, and so. The plan set, they had the entire plan set. They had all of the pages. Correct. Okay. And so, okay. Yeah, please. What happened during that meeting and, and how long after that meeting did it take for them to get approved? So while the meeting is happening, some departments are looking at it in the background. Some departments are, each one speaks to us, me and the client at the same time and asks the questions that they might have when they're looking at the plans. So sample questions might, might be like, where is this overhang? Is the overhang too close to the property line? You know, um, we've, we've, I've had some sessions where they crossed out where I put the ADU and they added six inches to it. And we were all okay with that. And it moved on to approval. So, but mostly with Tiffany's, there wasn't any uh, significant changes that, that I could remember um that they they requested on the site plan so at the end of the meeting um we have answered all the questions and i sit in the background watching on the online city of what san jose online portal as the approvals are coming through so there are oh okay uh, you just so those approvals come in hours wow like, sometimes even minutes after the meeting and what takes the longest amount of time is the permit tech to consolidate all of those approvals <laughs> and print out a permit that they then email to us with the with the plan stamp. The longest part in the process is literally the permit tech putting stamps on. The that, that is absolutely <laughs> incredible to hear, Jennifer. Um, so from the time that Jennifer you submitted to the city, how long was it before you had that meeting? Um, I think in Tiffany's case, it was two and a half weeks, um, and it was more on how busy they were than it was, um, you know, the work that we were doing in the background. For most of my projects, once we do the site visit uh, with this pre-approved plan, within two weeks, I have the site plan completed, and I'm talking to the city about getting that appointment so that we can, um, so that we can get the permit. So... Well a lot of times people will hire me and within three to four weeks they have a permit. That, that is, I, I've not heard of any that happened anywhere. One, I think again, Tiffany is very lucky on a number of cases that, that you would be able to get in touch with Tiffany. You'd be able to get in touch with someone like Jennifer that would be that responsive. And, and it was my first, and it was my first call. It's not even like I was fishing around for, I was like, Hey, I really like this design. Let me reach out to her. She called me back that day. She was like, let's go see it on Saturday. I mean, it just all fell into place, but to, um, to answer your question about dates, um, Jennifer, I show that we had our meeting on September 27th. And then I have an email from you on October 4th saying that the plans were approved. 
Yeah, so there was something, I think there was something else they wanted from us. Was there something that they wanted to tweak? With. Maybe that was a pre, okay. Yeah, and I think I think it had something to do with the vaulted ceilings because <gasps> I don't right. know why they were giving me so much grief over the vaulted ceilings when they had right. approved it at that other house that you saw, which is why I'm just like, you know what, it's just easier now for in the future you know, uh, I'm, I'm just going to make the vaulted ceiling a permanent thing. If someone wants to put in a flat ceiling, that's okay. <laughs> wow. It's easier the that other that, way around. Yeah, no, I think that that's really, um, I, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted. And I know that um, Jennifer, I think I, I reached out to you with some dates that it would be great to have you on as a panelist. So we can kind of talk about a little bit more in depth about your process as an architect working with jurisdictions, particularly as you work with them across the state. And, and you've just said a moment ago that San Jose is by far the most robust and you know in, has really embraced the ADU uh, pre-approval program and is really getting a lot of them done, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, in fact, um, I had heard from the ADU ally that in 2021, so we don't have 2022 statistics yet, but in 2021, 38% of all permits in the city of San Jose were ADUs. I think that that's fantastic. Um, Jennifer, anything else to share or any, you have any questions, Tiffany, of Jennifer before we jump back on with the process? I, I don't I she's my saving grace let me let me tell you I'm so appreciative, I'm so appreciative of her I just felt like I was in such good hands from that first phone call and I think that's really the feeling that you need to get from anybody that you hire whether it's a contractor or an architect um, if you sub out yourself you just you just get a really good feeling that I'm in really good hands and I just knew that whatever questions or bumps we came in the you know that came our way Jennifer was going to be able to answer so I appreciate that Thank you, Tiffany. And I appreciate you so much as well. Can't wait to see it all done. Oh, I'm really sounds like it's going to be soon. Jennifer, thanks for uh, joining us on the, the panel you. for just a couple of minutes. No problem. Take care. Okay. All right. Bye. Um, so that, that again, that, that's fantastic. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Appreciate it. So now you have, it is going to take me a while to process that you were able to get it done so quickly. Yes. I mean, and to reach in, in uh, a true professional in Jennifer, it's, it's just fantastic. Uh, so now you have the permit. The permit has been issued. Yes. What happened? Um, what was now? Take us through what happened next. So we began looking for for general contractors. Um, we were very interested in the contractor that we had met with at the unit that we went to go see. Um, Jennifer wanted us to to reach out to a couple of other architects. Um, so, but we reached out to Sterling. He was he's actually the guy that we ended up hiring. So we reached out to him actually before the plans were even done. We sent him the drafted plans that Jennifer had sent to me um, just to start working on a bid. You know, I mean, there might be some tweaks here and there, but nothing that's going to sure. impact bid as all. Um, because I know it takes time. It's a lot of effort. You know, um, so we submitted that to him. Um, he came and met with us and talked about where we were going to put it, what it was going to entail. Um, we do live on an old, you know, in an old neighborhood. And as far as we ended up having to take out a septic tank, the old sewer pipes that were here, it was, you know, there was, there's, we're an aging property. I mean, this is, this is a development back from 1945. So I knew there was going to be some struggles in addition, but he was familiar. He was comfortable with that and he understood. Got it. And I think is one of the pictures that you sent me, is that of them taking out the septic tank? Yes. Yes. 
I think I did. <laughs> so it was it was a be it was a beast. It was 18 inches, um, 18 inch thick concrete all the way around. So if you just think of like sure. um, you know where they where they lower caskets you know it was yes. that it was that big but it was 18 inches thick um actually the guys who were digging it up said that they had never seen one that thick they said it must have been poured in place um it was a beast it was an all-day job so they were just actually in that photo they were leveling the um just leveling the foundation getting ready for, um you know to put forms in and have the survey people come out and that's when they and we had a feeling that there may be a septic tank there um, just because in the 1950s, when we went to sewer, when we went to sewer, my grandparents went to sewer, you didn't pull this kind of stuff out. You just kind of covered <laughs> up over it and you just kept going, you know? Right. You, you just disconnected. Yes. Nobody anticipated building an ADU in 2023 on that exact location. So yeah, that was quite the job. So they pulled it out all one day and then for two days they were backfilling and, and I guess compacting the soil and the gravel and all that you have to do. So that is that is again so sterling he's talking to you he's they're pulling that you're getting the work done so that that's the kind of the thing where i wanted to and kind of the chronology of yeah. of your project is looking at how you what what was it because so now you've gotten the bids you got your bid you you you, you hired sterling yeah. you got an itemization of what everything is going to be you sign off on that and yeah. they're starting to do the work now for me in our project i thought it was going to be okay I didn't know how just in just how much goes into it when you're doing new construction and that's what you're doing. This is like it's it's like building a house. It's just smaller. Everything's that yeah. you it's the same, the site work, the foundations. And you were living the, the difference is, you know, we were living in our primary house. So right. what was that like? Well, just just watching everything and just the the, the amount of time that what seems to me small details, um, the survey guy that came out that's pinpointing, you know, I mean, he's getting, you know, from the survey points all over the neighborhood to make sure that we are putting this building exactly where the city thinks that you're putting it. Right. It was, I think he was out here for six hours, sometimes in the pouring rain, just, you know, using all of his equipment, you know, and just to get the points of exactly where this building was going to go, which is fascinating to me, you know, and I even went out there and I was like, can you tell me what you're doing? Yes. <laughs> so he was, he was, he was helpful. He was helpful. Oh, that's fantastic. So, and, and I think for everybody who's uh, watching and who'll be listening to this, it is unusual. And I want to keep it, keep this in mind for things to go this quickly, for things to go this smoothly. This is very rare because you, you're saying that in October of last year, is when your permits were issued. Yes. And you are 80 plus percent done. Yes. We were we were pouring foundation the first the first week in November. So we were doing demo um pulling up the septic tank. Um there was a lot of sewer line that had to be run um sure. to the backyard so there was a lot of trenching. We had to pull up some concrete and some brick. So it sounds simple, like you're just laying pipe for a sewer, but there was just a lot that was involved with that. Right. So, um, but I feel like every day there was a crew of people here doing something and everything just seemed super expedited. <laughs> and how did they keep the, the job site? Were they pretty conscientious about that? Or did you have to be like me, tolerant of the trash and the soda cans and the, you know, hamburger yeah. wrappers? Yes. You know, well, you know we are big on... And, 
when we did the our remodel on our primary house, we're very big on feeding people who come to our house, whether it's snacks, drinks, you know, anything that we can, I'll get you pizza. If there's a big crew here, I would bring them pizzas. Here's some snacks. Here's this. And, you know, in the evening, sometimes I would have to go out, go out and pick up, pick up the wrappers, but that's fine because you're building my mother's home. So, right. you know, and I feel like there was, um, there was a lot of care taken. They engaged my conversation quite a bit. So I'll feed you. You come to my house, I'll feed you. But yeah, it's, it's, it's construction in the backyard. And I didn't include a picture, but we also have chicken coops in the back. So we have chickens in the back. And I have oh three and I have three dogs. So we had to put up a temporary fence in front of the ADU just to kind of maintain a backyard because the uh, exterior gate on the ADU side of my property, um, that whole fence has been taken down to get large equipment back here for the leveling and it just hasn't been put back up. So with three dogs, we had to keep things contained somehow. So we have a temporary, just kind of a rollout fence that seems to have worked. And my chickens are fine in the back, so. (laughs) I think that's great. We have have an ADU going into a farm. (laughs) So it is, February 16th. Yes. 2023. That's today. And when do you think it's going to be done? What's what's your best guess? You know, we were our target was the end of February, just with the way things were rolling out. But our target is probably going to be towards the end of March. And a lot of that has been delayed. Um, actually, in recent, it's been so cold up here in Northern California that the stucco has taken a long time to dry. Sure. The, the seams on the drywall is not drying in an afternoon like it, you know, would right. be on a warm summer day. Um, so the scratch coat on the outside is taking a while. And we had, to, I don't know if you've heard about the torrential downpours that we had in Northern California too. Um, that oh, everything yeah. just, I mean, these guys were working through the rain through, I mean, just a mud pit in the backyard. They were still pouring foundation. They were still pouring forms, but everything just took a little bit longer because we had to work around these storms. So we're put back a month. It's fine. We'll make it. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to share one of the uh, recent pictures that you uh, sent. So, and you can see part looks like some of the fencing that's there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you, um, you have all of what I call the chicken wire. That's yep. the, on the outside siding of the ADU, which is the uh, stucco that's going to be applied. And are you going a smooth coat or just a little different type of a, what kind of exterior are you going with? I guess it's a smooth coat, like an old world. Santa Barbara? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Here they called it the Santa Barbara, and that's what we went to. And it was like four applications. Oh, okay. So it is interesting. And you also have this, the concrete that you have here in the steps. This is a ramp that you built for your mother. Yeah. So initially the plans come, you can see kind of like a, uh, a little wraparound porch. Right. Um, that first step would, I think, in the plans go all the way around. Um, gotcha. An important piece for us is you heard we have dogs. We have three dogs that plan to go visit grandma as well. So it was important for us to have a dog door. So you'll see next to the primary. I do. I do. And that's a big dog door. That's a big dog door. I have a lab shepherd. So it it serves my two puggles and my lab shepherd so they can come and go. It's a built-in dog door. So that was an important piece for, for us is, is it was originally supposed to go underneath that window but the dog door was too tall and the way framing was, we moved it sure. over to the door. Um, once we were getting ready to pour the steps, I ended up going to Lamps Plus last minute just to go pick out lighting at the direction of my GC. And they had a really great ramp that was similar to this. 
Um, it was, you know, ADA, it was right. regularly accessible, um, which I don't think this one is. You can see that the incline okay. probably doesn't meet whatever code. This is just serving a purpose for my mom. She has difficulty with steps. So it's just ease of getting up into the building. And it was, we had the area to do it in front of the house. And she is more than thrilled that we were able to accommodate it. She wasn't even expecting it. She didn't ask for it, but she is absolutely thrilled about it. So I think that, that you brought up a really good point. And I've touched on this before with um, another architect, um, Carrie Shores Diller with Inspired ADU. And that's the aging in place component. And yes. we don't think of that. And I think for you to be that considerate and be able to do it, I think is really important. Um, when we were doing ours, we definitely had to give it a lot of thought uh, right. of what we wanted to do and make things easier. Lever lever handles as opposed to just doorknobs. I mean, those are things that oh, are yeah. important too. Yeah. And it, it's because we you know, the majority of ADUs are for uh, a family member and they're typically older. Right. So, so if anybody's out there, uh, again, if you're listening, watching, AARP has a wonderful resource if you go just log on to aarp and you're and they'll have you just or just google you know how to configure a home for somebody who's a little bit older it's a free resource it's really insightful and just like with tiffany you know you're going to see oh hey this would help my mom and it it really right. has so i think that's a, right. that's a great idea and it was it was really important all the times that we met with our general contractor my mom was present um and he was very sweet with her and she talked about you know she what she has difficulty doing and what she can and can't do and you know i mean she's 73 years old now but in 10 years she's going to be 83 and you know just like you said aging in place um but what was really great about our the general contractor is he had made modifications to his mother and grandmother's home and he said hey here's what i did for my grandma here's what i did for my mom Mom, here's some ideas. I think it would, and there's things that I didn't even think of in the shower. We right. have, um, he said, why don't we do a curbless shower? So we've yes. opted into a curbless shower. That's what um, we did. And then he said, hey, there's um, the, the great little um, nook in the back. Why don't we put a bench seat? We can yep. build it in and yep. put a slab on top. And he said, hey, while we're here, if she's going to use the bench seating, they have these levers that you can take it from the traditional shower spout you throw the lever and it takes it to a handheld that's mounted right next to the shower bench. I mean, there's all these things that I hadn't even thought of that he was very insightful. Yeah, and I'm gonna pull that up again um, so people can who are watching can see that is, and it, it's really hard to conceptualize what it's gonna be like. So you're talking in this area, you know, and having a walk-in, so, a, there's a step-in shower and then there's damless or curbless which is what you know tiffany and i are talking about which is what we did but it's just a straight there's no there's nothing for them to trip on yeah there's not even a lip to have to step over and i think that that's really good because again when you're getting older sometimes it's hard to do that now i don't know if you did this but i'll ask the question did you put in any bracing for grab bars um, no, but they framed it with the anticipation next to the toilet, um, making sure that there's something to hang on to when she steps right. out of the shower. Even though there's nothing to step over, it's still a slippery surface and you need stability. So yeah. all the framing we had in mind, hey, this would be a perfect place for a grab bar. Um, yeah. When we put in the little the little niches in the shower, yes. we, we needed to make sure it was small enough to where we can still get a, a, a grab bar on the side to be able to lift up off the bench. So we... 
I think all parts of the construction and the framing, that conversation was always happening. Um, and, and we at least made sure to always have that conversation because sometimes it's not always the GC. It's the guys doing the framing or it's the guys who are doing the plumbing. Hey, don't put a pipe here. So right, that right. was the benefit of living on site to where anytime somebody was here, I could just go peek in there during the day and go like, hey, what are you guys doing today? You know, oh, by the way, did Sterling mention... Yeah, and I think that that's one thing too. Uh, it's important to keep in mind. And Tiffany, you're, you are bringing that to to my attention. I want to call it out. It's like you are your own best advocate. Mm -hmm. it, it's di difficult to rely on the project manager or the general contractor because they're not going to be there as often. It's being able to interact with those people that are on the job, and you're like, okay, did you did you know? So you yeah, have to yeah. be your, your own advocate, your own best advocate. You have to sit there and say, hey, I'm not sure if that's right, or maybe just be aware of it. And there's a little bit of a modification. And so being able to catch those things is, is really critical. And like you've said, there's a million things happening in a very fast order, fast pace. Right. So when, when you have the framers out there or the plumber out there, the plumber's only out there for one day because their whole entire job is going to be done in one day. Right. When is out there electrical is only out there one day and they're going to have their whole team of guys putting in all the plugs all at once so unless you're there to say hey we need a special can you make sure that you have an outlet here or we have a queen size bed here and i yes I mean, to be the one who's bugging, I was like that. The dog door is too high. It's too high off the ground. Can we lower it? Can you take out this board? And even my GC, he will be the first to say that this. He's so glad that this dog door is installed because it was very important to me to make sure it's accessible. This ADU is going to be here long after I'm gone. This this ADU is going to outlive me, and I want to make sure it. it and I'm spending a whole lot of money on it. These are, it is expensive. It is expensive. And I think that that's an, um, it would be interesting. I'm going to, the question that I would have for you is because I've, I spend a lot of time on Facebook pages and other conversations where people are asking that question. Well, what does it cost? And, or what's the, what is the per square foot price? And I think that's probably one of the most impossible questions to ask, unless you really kind of dive into it. Like, okay, you might think it's $200 a square foot, but it's like, no, 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 no. It's more closer to 350 or $400 Absolutely. a square foot. Absolutely. And it is, it is unrealistic to have that expectation as a homeowner or an investor, whoever's going to be building this ADU, to think you can get it done so cheaply. Because the, the unfortunate thing is there are people that are out there that will say that they can. They'll get you into contract. They'll take a deposit. And then they're going to say there's a lot of other things. But that's a rabbit hole. We don't need to go down. But right. what was it like when you said, okay, I'm going to do it? And you started to research the price. I mean, how did you kind of sort of balance that all out? Like, how did you know you were being told accurate information? So one, I made sure that, the, and I didn't have to make sure because it came to me, the, the bid was very detailed. There was no question to me when he quoted a price, what was going to be included in that price. In addition, he even had allotments for appliances, even though my general contractor is not in charge of appliances, he provided a bid that had a ballpark figure about what is this structure going to cost? you know, from, from top to bottom. So, you know, and he even put where he got the quotes, you know, an appliance package is about, you know, five to $6,000 from Home Depot. Sure. You can go up or down from there. Um, right. But I at least knew that that was going to be included in getting this 
unit built, this structure built and have it usable for my mom. It's gonna be about this price because appliances are included, an estimate on tile. Um, sure. And what I also appreciated on his bid was he, and I don't know if people always do this, but he literally sent the bids out to his subs with the plans to get accurate bids. It wasn't an estimate on his part, what I got from the last guy, how much it cost me on my last unit that I built. He literally sent it to the people that he plans on working with, sometimes multiple. He was like, eh, I got a quote from that painter or that stucco people. I, I'm not gonna go with them. I'm gonna go with this one. So he actually had two different quotes on there. Sure, okay. So it was very, it was very detailed. It was very detailed. The only thing that the that the bid did not include was solar. So I don't know if solar is universal or if that's just a Santa. Is that a state of California thing? It is a state. It's a it's a state and it's part state. of the Title 24. If it's over, I think 500 square feet. I know that the legislators are trying to advocate that solar requirements need to be looked at. But yes, solar is. Or if it's detached, because ours is 479 and. Mm -hmm. It, this is a question for Jennifer down the road, um, but we were told that we needed solar and we were fine with that. We opted to put solar on the entire house just because PG&E was out of control this year anyway with right. you know, heat waves in it and everything. So we ended up putting solar on the primary house, even for the ADU. Um, and we submitted our, our plans um, to our solar people who did the install that, hey, this is what we plan to do. We're gonna have too many splits on either side of the unit. you know. So they estimated what our needs were gonna be down the road. So solar has- That's good, yeah. And you know, we have a small solar array and that's an interesting thing. Solar was one of the, for me, a difficult thing to kind of process because I had gotten some mm -hmm. bids from people uh, that this is before the 30% incentive went in from the mm. federal government mm -hmm. and it's like right before i needed them i reached out to the company that i had been and talking and talked to a year ago and they actually said they're not going to because mine was a, a requirement was 1.64 kwps and so i had a small set and they had said well one we're not going to do anything below three so that was like almost double the size of what my title 24 said i needed mm. and that instead of spending about just over 7,000, it was going to be now 13,000. And oh. so I was just like, oh my goodness, how do I, and then I had to find, then I, and it's hard and people need to be patient. And I'm not sure what your experience was like, Tiffany, but shopping for solar panels is like talking to used car salesmen. That's how I describe it. That's how I describe it. It, it feels like a very slimy process. And we met with a couple of different companies. And every time I just left there going, I, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable. It is like I, that little voice in the back of your head, right? Yes. Yes. Because I, I found that many of the companies were pushing the leasing option versus we wanted to right. buy our panels outright. We wanted the tax deduction. There's several reasons. So we went into it very adamant that we are looking to purchase. And even with that conversation, they kept pushing the lease option. And here's all of your neighbors. And here's all of the different, you know, people in your area who are doing that. I don't care about my neighbors. I want to purchase these. And it just felt like I've told you what's important to me and you're going to keep pushing something else. Like don't waste my time or anybody else's. This meeting is done. Right. <laughs> And you just have to move on. And I think that, that that's the part that people need to kind of keep in mind that the ADU process is a lot of work. <laughs> Tiffany, yeah. you know, even getting in the very beginning, it's like almost like a full-time job. There's a lot to coordinate, but there are things that are going to need your attention and you just can't get out of and get is, is finding that solar company and understanding that you, you might get a little, you know, slime on you. 
And yeah. then, you're gonna, then you will find that company that will do it. And they're just, yeah, you want to buy it? Great. Here's the price. Yep. And we got and lucky. We found a great guy who handled it. He was super nice. He actually did it for less than what my original bid was. And I was just amazed. Right. And that's the feeling that you have to walk away with, no matter if it's, if you're your architect, your GC, your solar people, you just have to leave. This is an enormous chunk of money, even for solar, you know, and it's important that you have a good feeling. And if not, it's okay. It may take a little bit longer, but you want to be happy with the product in the long run. So you have to be patient and not be too anxious to expedite it because you're going to start cutting corners and you're going to be really unhappy. So the the other part I want to talk about, if you can, um, and a little mm -hmm. bit more, because we just have a couple more minutes left, is the Cal HFA grant. Yes. So you went and you got that, and have you been able to submit any invoices yet? I'm I'm done with the the, the grant process. That, so they've given you the forty thousand minus all the minus the fees. Yes. So I can give you a quick timeline because I went and looked it up getting getting ready for this. So I applied on August 11th and I think it was either that day or thereabouts that it opened up to HELOCs and cash pay and financing and other options. So I got the notification or somehow I heard, I think I heard through Ryan or something. So I had a free evening. So I logged on to the website and I got my just the preliminary information in. I think they asked that you, you know, upload your tax, the first page of your tax return, some minimal, minimal information. I think a utility bill or something. Sure. So that was on August 11th. Um, my account was funded, or I guess I was, I was funded through HPP cares by September 11th. So that took one month. Uh, I signed with the escrow company on September 22nd. So that was about, I don't know, two weeks after I submitted invoices in October and I was completely paid in November. And when I say I was completely paid, I was not completely paid. Um, they they right. uh, wired money directly to my HELOC. Right, because you had shown the invoices and you and yes. so that that's, I think that, yeah, it is the getting like paying you because you're paying down your HELOC. Right. Right. So, so that's why it could be paid in one chunk. I don't know if that's still the way it's working. I, I mean, I had, I submitted invoices, I had W9s and it sounds like it was a super smooth process and it absolutely was not. I think I was a part of the, one of the original groups that got through and it was a rough go. I mean, right. there were times that I was getting emails with the wrong account, the wrong account number or the wrong grant number. There was times that it, I, I feel like I had to be the squeaky wheel. And every time I sent an email going, hey, where am I in the process? I would get shot like five emails from the escrow company from this. Oh yes, we're looking for your invoices. But every time <laughs> I would send an email, I would get five back and I'm like, well, this is what it takes and this is what I'll do. So. Well, it, it is fascinating because I'm, I'm happy to hear because there's not, too, I had, haven't seen too many people say that they were fully funded. And yeah. so it's great to have, you know, your account of it. And that it was, it, it took some work and it yes. all takes work. Yes, it, it was all right. And this was all simultaneously happening as we had construction and we, you know, we were still funding our, our, um, our, our HELOC account, you know, where this was going. And we had so many, there were so many moving parts that I really think the, the first two months of this, the first two months of this process was really a full-time job. And that was with a brilliant architect and permits and a fantastic GC. You just have to be prepared for, for some work on your part. So um, as we get, you know, we're just a couple more minutes left. And I want to yeah. ask you if, what would, would you do anything differently 
if you had if you had to do it again i think i would i have been my own advocate um in what's important to me and small little tweaks to make sure that things are being done you know, when my GC is absent or when he's gone or not around, um, I think it's important to have a conversation with your general contractor and with the people coming out about what's important to you. This is what's important because the dog door is very important to me. The, um, the accessibility for my mom was very important and he caught on to that part, but I don't think that that was captured with everybody in this process. Um, to making sure that there was framing. I think they had an initial conversation at one point that framing has to be here for a grab bar. I don't know if it was written down anywhere. I think it's important to have a conversation. These are the things that I'm not willing to fudge on. I'm not bothered by the paint color. I'm not bothered by the tone of the floor. I need right. these grab bars. I want this dog door. I want this level of step. I don't want it to go over this height. I need shorter steps for my mom. And I think that needs to be reinforced. And I think that you bring up a lot of good points. Again, you have to be your own best advocate. I mean, you can have a really good idea. The architect could draw it to the nth degree and every inch and centimeter yeah. or millimeter is there. Yeah. And the GC could be highly competent. And it sounds like Sterling is, you know, in the Absolute, top. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are things that will happen and that, and it's okay, but you have to get out there and you have to keep your eyes on it. Um, I am thrilled that you were able to join me and we were able to have this conversation i am thank you for inviting me it was fantastic that jennifer was able to hop on and i'm hoping that she's going to join me as a panelist to talk about what it's like from her perspective with a pre-approved plan and working in all those jurisdictions i think that's exciting i would hope that we can have a conversation after your mom moves in we would love to see some pictures oh absolutely absolutely because i think it is, it is so important for people that are out there that are thinking about doing an ADU that it, the, the one of the biggest mistakes you can make is not doing it. Right. Do it. Go forward. It's going to be expensive. Be prepared yeah. for it and have the conversation with the architect or the designer or the general contractor on where you might be able to save a couple bucks. Because you can. There are things you can do. You can go builder grade. You don't have to go custom. You know, you don't have to do the ducted mini split system that we did that cost 15,000. We could have done two um, mini split heads that would have been, you know, just under 8,000. Right. So there, there are things that will bump your budget up and things that will bump it down. Yeah. I'm excited for you to be done in the end of uh, March. Yes. And I'm looking forward to seeing the pictures of it. And Tiffany, thank you very much for your time today and your enthusiasm about building ADUs. Yes. And keep the conversation going. The more people you talk to about it, the more people are like, tell me about this. Tell me about your process. How did you make it work? San Jose has pre-approved. So the more you start the conversation, it perks people, you know, it just, it plants a seed in people's. Now I have three neighbors asking about them. So have the conversations. I think it's brilliant. Thank you very much, Tiffany. You have Thank a wonderful you. day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.